Welcome to Unleash the Awesome with Dave Gambrill. All of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities that aren't being used to their full potential. Our mission is to share the people, tools, apps, and other resources that will help you unleash your awesome on the world. Yo, what's up? This is Dave. Welcome to another episode of Unleash the Awesome. Today, I want to discuss why the riches are in the niches. Yes, I said niches. Some of you will say it's niche, but if you go look it up, the pronunciation guide says you can either say niches or niches, but riches doesn't rhyme with niches. So we got the riches are in the niches. What the heck do I mean by that? So because of the internet and the ability for people to get many, many customized experiences, whether they go to Starbucks and they get their drink made a certain way, or they're online and they want to order something from Amazon and it says, hey, people that bought this also bought this. Or maybe they send the, you know, Amazon sends an email that says, hey, because you bought this, now you might want to consider this. Or people that like this book, like that book, or you're on Netflix and it says, hey, people that watch this and like this also like this. Right, so we're, we're accustomed to getting those recommendations and people like those things and they like the specificity of it. And although it does create some problems onto itself uh, in the way of filter bubbles, which we can talk about some other episode, it is super convenient for users. So what people are becoming accustomed to is either customization or at least perceived customization. And they want some specificity at the lowest possible level inside that niche. Let's think about food trucks. Okay, food trucks have become a phenomenon in the United States. And part of the reason is because if people want a very specific thing, let's say tacos, and there's a taco truck that makes its rounds in your neighborhood or near where you work, then you are much more likely to go seek out that taco truck because you know they make really good tacos and you specifically want tacos. You don't want just Mexican food. You don't want a variety. You don't want enchiladas and chimichangas and some other stuff. You specifically want street tacos. So the reason why that taco food truck does so well is because they are so deep down in that niche of Mexican food that, and they're really good at it. And it's right. You have to deliver a product that makes sense and is good and all those other things. You can't just put junk out there and expect to be successful. But when their tacos are really good and they have really good service and you've had them before, then your preference is to go super deep into that niche. And so that's why they will be successful. One of the biggest challenges that I see for people as they're trying to promote their stuff online is they are not going deep enough into the niche. Uh, many of my friends and colleagues are in the leadership development business. And I see a lot of them say, hey, I'm going to make you be a better leader or let's talk about leadership development or whatever. And that is way too broad, way too broad. The people that are having success in that space are the ones that are saying, hey, I sp specifically work with people who are charter school administrators. My friend Thomas does this. We're going to work on the leadership capabilities of people that are involved in charter schools, the leadership of charter schools, the school boards of charter schools, uh, charter school administrators. That's his focus. He doesn't work with public schools. He doesn't work with all teachers to, all across the board. He doesn't work with colleges. Right? His focus is 
helping to build the leadership capabilities of people in the charter school space. My own leadership training and consulting business has actually grown once I got focused in the software industry. So I'm doing leadership development within the software industry, but then even niching it down further to say people that are in fast growing software companies. So not necessarily startups, because they don't always have the budget to bring somebody in to help with leadership training and management training, stuff like that, and coaching, executive coaching. But it's the ones that are starting to grow very rapidly and they're starting to have some pain points because they're having to put in some layers of management and leadership. So when I got in that very specific niche, people loved what I did because they needed exactly what I was offering. They would get to this point where they're like, wow, we got to promote some people and put in some layers of management and, and managers and leaders and stuff like that. And we got to think about our hierarchy. And that is something that I could help them with. So that is leadership training, consulting, executive coaching in the software space, but for fast growing software companies. And because I don't like to travel a ton, I mostly do it in the greater New York City slash Philadelphia area because I live right in the middle. So that is pretty, pretty darn specific. I'll give you another great example from a consumer standpoint. There's a company called Dollar Shave Club, Dollar Shave Club. And uh, if you go to uh, gambrel.com slash DSC, uh, that's my referral link. You can go check out some of the stuff they have there and you can see firsthand what I'm talking about. But when they started that company years ago, and I can't remember exactly how long ago it was, the only thing they offered, the only thing they offered was razors and they were targeting men. So it was in the men's grooming niche, but then they went specifically to shaving. And the only thing they offered were razor blades and handles for those razor blades. Okay. That was it period. And they did that for a really long time and you could get two or three different varieties of their razors. So they had like a, a super low budget one and then they had a mid range and then they had like a premium but that was all they offered. Then, once I got a foothold in men's bathrooms, if you will, then they started working in some other products and they started with, I don't remember the exact sequence, but I think it was uh, a shaving cream or they call it shave butter. And then they worked in some aftershave stuff. So they had some lotions and things like that. And then they worked in things that had nothing to do with shaving necessarily, but stayed in the men's grooming category. So they started working in um, facial cleansers and shampoos and all kinds of other stuff uh, in the men's grooming category. But they started and got their foothold with one single thing within that category. So the broad category would be, I don't know, grooming or hygiene. You would niche it down into the men's category. And then we got it right down into men's shaving. And then specifically just razor blades. That was it, period. They did so well with that strategy that Unilever a huge um, consumer goods company bought them a few years ago for $1 billion, $1 billion. So if you are one of those people that tells me, Dave, I can't do that. There's the niche doesn't make sense. It's too small. There's not any money there. I, I say, uh, you're probably wrong. The riches are in the niches. And it sounds counterintuitive when you start because you're like, oh, I don't want to, to focus on this very specific thing. But trust me, because of the internet and how you can get things out to the world now, and the way you can run Facebook ads and do all kinds of other targeting and things like that, you can target a very, very specific audience. And if you're bringing out a product or a service that will serve that community, they're gonna love you. 
and then you become known as that person. I can give you uh, one other example. A friend of mine, Stu McLaren, he has done a lot of things online. He has uh, helped. He was a founder of Wishlist Member. Uh, he is one of the uh, partners in Searchy, which is a tool that helps you create searches for your videos inside your videos he's got all kinds of other things but what he's mostly known as is the membership or subscription guy so he teaches a course it's called tribe and he has a coaching program that's associated with it but instead of talking about internet business or how to grow courses or how to provide value to people online or whatever how to create good compelling videos he got very specifically into one small category, which is membership groups or recurring revenue models. And that's what he teaches people. And then it's very easy for people to know what he does. So then be attracted to him if that's what they're looking for. But also it's very easy for somebody like me to be able to refer people to them. So when somebody says, hey, who should I talk to about subscription model or membership groups or whatever? I'm like, Stu McLaren. Nobody else comes to mind. I know there are other people. If I think about it for a few minutes, I can come up with a handful of other people, but Stu becomes number one because that he focused on that one little tiny thing. And trust me when I say, I don't think he's doing too bad as it uh, relates to revenue, right? It, it didn't, doesn't take a, a mathematician when you go to some of his events where you see the number of people that are part of his community to figure out very quickly if you just do some back of the napkin math that they have some some serious revenue coming in. And again, very, very small niche. And then there's people with inside his own community that have created membership groups and subscription models and things like that, that their things are even more to, to me, like strange or odd. Like I didn't even know there was a category of these things. And yet people are being very successful creating from home, you know, a six figure lifestyle business when they're focusing on just this tiny, tiny little thing. So my encouragement to you today is niche down. Niche down as far as you can and then maybe go a little further. Now, don't go so far that there's nobody spending money there, okay? There's some people take the idea of the, the famous book, The Blue Ocean Strategy, and they go, wow, I'm going to go I'm gonna go way out there in the ocean and I'm just going to like create something that's out there. There has to be some demand for your thing because unless you have a huge marketing budget, you want to make sure there's a little bit of demand for what it is you're doing. Uh, but if you go search it online, you'll probably find that there is demand for almost anything you want to do. And sometimes the more obscure, the better. But at if there's no searches, then you probably have a problem because that means people are not searching for these things and probably not spending money on it. But if you see things start popping up, if you see blogs or you see forums or you see people asking questions about these very specific things, then you know that you're on to something. So I would encourage you to niche down more than you currently are. You can always come back out like Dollar Shave Club did. They niched down all the way down to razors and razor blades and razor handles. And then they started working their way back out. And now they have a pretty strong foothold in the men's grooming category across the board for all of the products that they have, shampoo, conditioner, all that jazz, not just the razor. So get laser focused, get down in your niche because the riches are in the niches. All right, that's all for today's episode of Unleash It Awesome. Until next time, be sure to go out and unleash your awesome on the world. See ya. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Awesome. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share us on your favorite social media platforms using hashtag Unleash Awesome.